dearly beloved, we gather here today to witness the joining of this man and this woman. If anyone knows of any reason why this marriage should not take place, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too slim, the man of many hats. Where they Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. But the red and bunch of root. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2347th appearance of their cavity-free career, here are America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Yes! Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. And thank you, thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the man who proved he does chicken right over a million times on Border Radio. To my right, your left, as you gaze into your sunbeam bluebird deluxe, is too slim, a man who asks the long, unthought-of question, do chickens right? I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, who asks a question with a moral imperative, do chickens wrong, and if so, do they have a conscience? To my right is Woody Paul, king of the cowboy fiddlers, who has long since given up dating the wrong kind of chicks. And our orchestra today is under the direction of a man who never fails to ask the most important question of all, do chickens polka, Joey the Cow Polka King. That's who we are tonight. We know you've been hanging on every word. Time to cut you down as we plow into our first musical selection, Bob Nolan's classic, I Grab My Saddle Horn and Blow. A one, two, three, four... Anytime I get the urge to travel, anywhere the tumbleweeds grow, happy when my feet are scratching gravel, I grab my saddle horn and blow. Oh, you may think a certain place has got me, and from there I never will roam. But you son of a gun, I bet a hundred to one, I grab my saddle horn and blow. I've traveled all around this country, I guess I've been most everywhere. I've been from coast to coast and way down south, I know the tang of frosty air. I like to feel his saddle leather. I love a pony when she sways. As I ride along, I'll sing this song and go roaming all the rest of my days. Anytime I get the urge to travel, anywhere the tumbleweeds grow, happy when my feet are scratching gravel, I grab my saddle horn and blow. Whoa, you may think a certain place has got me, and from there I never will roam. But you 
son of a gun, I bet a hundred to one I grab my saddle, horn and blow Public service announcement. Here's concerned citizen Too Slim. Thanks, Texas Fix. Yes, I'm Too Slim, co-chairman of the Too Slim Foundation for Non-Institutional Living. I'm proud to announce that we have adopted the following half hour of radio time. We pledge that the next 30 minutes will be completely litter-free. And we hope to begin planting decorative hedges along both sides of the following program. So there will be a pleasant and restful ride for you, as well as suitable habitat and cover for a host of indigenous birds and other wildlife. We encourage you to follow the lead of the Too Slim Foundation for Non-Institutional Living. Why not have your civic group or organization adopt a similar stretch of radio time? Call me at 1-900-2-SLIM, and I'll be glad to show you how. Adoption rates vary, but start at an affordable $9.99 per half hour. Call, won't you? And someday, my dream can come true, and every stretch of radio time will be free of litter and lined with decorative hedges filled with a host of indigenous birds and other wildlife. Thank you. The preceding announcement does not necessarily reflect the views of the management of Riders Radio Theater, or indeed any sane person. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you, Texas Fitz. Thank you very much. Quite an unusual announcement there, Slim. I yeah. wonder, have you ever considered the possibility that you've tuned into a whole different radio network from the rest of us? Gosh, no, Ranger Doug. Somehow, I'm not surprised. Well, on with the show, Texas Fix. And now it's time, Ranger Doug, for the popular Riders Radio Theater feature, Songs We Love to Sing. Oh, thank you, Texas Fix. And yes, Songs We Love to Sing is one of my favorite parts. I guess it is a, just about my favorite part of the whole show. We get to sing the music that means so much to us personally. And Woody, it's your turn this week. Uh, what great Western classic or, or original have you chosen? Well, gosh, Ranger Doug... Tonight, I'd like to sing a song. I, I think it was written by the great Dizzy Gillespie called You Stole My Wife, You Horse Thief. Woody, you can't do that. That's the worst song I ever heard in my life. It's horrible. Well, it is not, Ranger Doug. Not half as bad as that one you do sometimes, that high-riding woman with a whip. Right, Slim? Oh, gee. I don't know. They're both pretty offensive, but in a different way. Very diplomatic of you, Slim. Thanks. Gosh, thanks, Ranger Doug. It's that kind of thinking that's made me the idol of off-center bass players. Of course it has. Texas Bakes, look, what do you think? Which is worse, the hopeless, you stole my wife, you horse thief, or the overblown movie theme, high-riding woman with a whip? 
Well, I'll tell you, Ranger Doug, the one thing I've learned in my many decades of announcing is that the audience is always right. Oh. I say let the people be heard. Great idea, Texas Bix. Wow. Thank you, too, Slim. It's that kind of thing, and that's made me the idol of American baby chick sales. All right, all right. <laughs> Look. Here's what we'll do. We'll perform each song. Okay. The folks at home will send us a postcard telling us which is the worst and why. In 25 words or less, we'll read the best card on the air and award a genuine Riders in the Sky wristwatch to the writer. Wow, a watch? That's a $40 value at Two Slim's Mercantile. Hey, you bet it is, Two Slim. Well, let's do the songs, and then Texas Bix will give the address. Woody? Can we do mine first? Go ahead. Okay. One, two, three, four, one. I had a wife and dude ranch, and both were doing fine. I loved that 40 acres, and she was mine, all mine. Last night you came to dinner, my wife was making stew. You made me lose my dumpling. And now she ran off with you. Oh, you stole my wife, you horse thief. <laughs> the wife, the wife that I used to adore. You stole my wife, you horse thief. <laughs> but don't bring her back anymore. For now, at times, her sweet voice sounded just like a lion's roar. She'd serenade me nightly with each and every snore. Her features were uneven, both cheeks were out of place. Her nose was really Roman, it roamed all over her face. Oh, you stole my wife. You, you get the idea. You stole my You get that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Okay, okay. That is, that is profoundly dumb, but we have another profoundly dumb song for you. This one, I believe, was written for the Cattle Queen of Montana movie starring Ronald Reagan and Barbara Stanwyck. Great. The high-riding woman with a whip She's a woman that all men desire But there's no and take her, and that's why they named her the high-riding woman with a whip. She commands and men obey. They're just putty in her hands, so they say. When she rides and the wind has eyes full of life, full of fire. But if someone could break her and take her whip away, someone big, someone strong, someone tall, you may find that the woman with the whip is all Well, there you have it, neighbors. 
Send your postcard with your vote in 25 well-chosen words and choose them well to Worst Song Ever Written, Post Office Box 277, White's Creek, now that's Creek, not Street, Tennessee, 37189. And that's about all the time we thankfully have this week for songs we love to sing. Yeah. Writers Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul composition. Fantasy for prime numbers. One, two, three, five, seven. Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 11 of the exciting Western melodrama, Trail of the Diamond Desperado. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the first rational bank of Tumbleweed Valley had invested heavily in diamond futures from the Sally B. Mine in Western Australia. Suddenly, all diamond shipments from the Sally B. stopped. In an effort to save their hometown bank and the economy of their valley, riders in the sky have journeyed to Australia to investigate this mysterious situation. Caught without funds and supplies in the wilds of the Bungle Bungle Range, they lucked upon a traveling Marty Mart and resupplied on credit at a horrendous price. Then they learned that the Sally B. and all the land around it had been quarantined, and if they wanted to find out why, they would have to see the High Constable of Narnargoon. And now episode 11, entitled The Plague of Narnargoon. Out of the rugged bungle bungle and down the main and lonely street of Narnargoon ride four cowboys. They pass several buildings without a glance until they come to a small brick structure. A sign on it says, Office of the High Constable. They dismount, tie their steeds to a railing, and enter the building. Inside, behind a desk, sits a tall man. Seated beside him, also in a chair, is a small kangaroo wearing boxing gloves. Excuse me, we're looking for the High Constable. Oh, that'd be me, mate. I'm High Constable Shape Rock. Who might you be? Well, I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, and we're riders in the sky. Thanks, eh? Oh, gosh, you sure look and sound familiar. Do you have any relatives in the States? Well, none that I know about. You sure do favor a fellow we know back home. Well, you know, they say everybody has a doppelganger. Sir? You know, an evil twin. Uh-huh. <laughs> an evil twin? Boy, that explains a lot. Especially on this show. Well, I don't... I don't know about no apple banger, but what I'm here for, Constable, is to investigate what happened at the Sally B mine. Moach! Well, nothing to investigate, mate. It's been quarantined. That's all there is to it. Moach! Why was it quarantined, Constable well, Sheetrock? Well, about three months ago, two fellas came in from the APC. The and, APC? Yeah, the Australian Plague Commission. You never heard of it? Can't say that I have. Well, I hadn't either until those blokes showed up. Anyway, they said there's an outbreak of Rosella Plague there. Rosella Plague? No, I never heard of that one either. But there's a lot of things I never heard of, Cobbler. Somehow I'm not surprised. You're not? No. Well, it surprises me all the time. Hey, uh -huh. hey. Ain't a Rosella what they call a sheep that's easy to shear? Well, I think it is, but why'd you bring that up? Uh, no reason. 
Well, anyhow, finish what I was saying, them boys from the APC put a quarantine on the Sally B and everything else within 50 miles of it. So then everybody had to get out and nobody can go back until they say so. Well, High Constable Sheetrock, I suppose these men had the proper identification, didn't they? Well, one of them, a skinny guy with a pencil, thin mustache, had a little black bag like a doctor carries and a big dupe with, had with him one of them stethoscope things. Oh, so they were doctors all right. Not so fast, Too Slim. High Constable, just about how big was this doofus? Oh, I'd say about 21 and a half stone. And Woody, how much is that in pounds? Right at 300 pounds, Ranger Doug. <laughs> well... <laughs> I guess it's uh, the accent's catching. Now, let me think. A skinny guy with a pencil-thin mustache and a 300-pound doofus. Boys, you thinking about what I'm thinking? <gasps> no, yeah. no, no. No, because, no, see, we saw him washed away in a million tons of toxic waste. Or did we? I didn't actually see it hit them. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see him either, but there was no way they could have escaped. No, I guess not. Still, there's something suspicious going on around here. Oh, you can say that again. No need for that, side meat. Woody, do you think we could devise a protective suit against the germs for us and our horses? Oh, sure, Ranger Duck, no problem. Well, hi, Constable Sheetrock, here's my identification. I'm Special World Ranger for the United Nations. Well, Bonzer, a World Ranger. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, thank you. With your permission, we're going to the Sally B. Mine and check on this outbreak of Rosella Plague. Permission, Grant? I'd go with you, but I'm about to take off in hot pursuit of a major felon. Wow, somebody robbed the bank, steal a payroll or something? Oh, no, it's much more serious than anything like that. <gasps> what is it? Shoplifting. I didn't realize shoplifting was such a serious crime. It is when you do it at the Marty Mart, Cobber. Ah. Having been charged $1,000 a pound for beans there, I guess I can see what you mean. This is much more serious than a pound of beans, partner. This is a theft of three little cans of Vienna sausages. At $25,000 a can, that's grand theft. Yeah, but say, isn't it Vienna? No, that, that's in Austria. But we're in Australia. Let, let's stop this, okay? I'm getting a headache. Gosh, me too. Constable, if this is a dangerous criminal you're about to go after, we could conceivably postpone our investigation long enough to go along and help you out. Well, thanks, but no thanks. He may be pretty bad, but I'm not worried. I'm not even taking a gun. Good grief, why not? Because all I need is Joey. Oh, no, the other Joey. The other, oh, you mean the little kangaroo with the boxing gloves sitting next to you there? Yep. <laughs> you mean that's all you need? I see you boys need a demonstration. Joey? Uh, oh, no, no, the other Joey. Joey, work out on that punching bag over there. Watch this. Speed it up there, Joey. Okay, now give it to Royal Denny Heiser. He knocked the punching bag off the wall, out the window, and into the stratosphere. Oh, I'll say he did. Oh. You don't have to. I just said it. Yeah, well. Can we see what you mean about not needing any help, Constable? I guess so. So we'll be getting on with our investigation, and when we're done, I'll stop by and give you a full report on what we find. I appreciate that. So long, boys. So long, Constable. So long, Joey. No, the no, other Joey. The other one. <laughs> after leaving the High Constable's office, Riders in the Sky visit the local Marty Mart, and after mortgaging Ranger Doug's yodel, they're able to buy some used chemical and germ warfare suits. Woody Clickett quickly refashions these to fit the Riders in their trusty steeds. Okay, boys, on to the Sally B. Mine. Let's ride! Let's ride! On Turbo! On <laughs> Meanwhile, in the rugged outback, a 300-pound doofus toting a big wooden crate on his back toils up a narrow secret trail to the top of a small plateau that is the home of the Sally B. Mine. 
Once there, he heads for a small shack near the mine entrance and enters it. There's the box you wanted me to pick up at the post office, Slocum. Good work, Charlie. Did you stop by the Marty Mart and pick up some more Vienna sausages like I asked you to? You mean Vienna, don't you, boss? Let's not get into this. <laughs> Did you get them or not? Yeah, here you go. Ah, oh, great. Got you three cans. Thanks, Charlie. How much do I owe you? <laughs> well, you know, they operate on a pretty big markup at the Marty Mart. Yeah, it's brutal, all right. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> so how brutal was it? Only $75,000, boss. You paid $75,000 for right. Vienna sausages? Charlie, you idiot. Why didn't you just steal them? I don't know. I guess I just wasn't thinking. <laughs> Come on, pay up. All right, here. <laughs> I'll give you... Uh, ten of these diamonds. <laughs> that ought to be worth $75,000. Let's see here. One, two, three, ten. <laughs> okay, thanks, boss. Ah, don't mention it. Don't ever buy anything at a Marty Mart again. Steal it. Right. <laughs> okay, now that's settled, uh, take this crowbar and open up that box. Okay. <laughs> I've got it. Hey, what are these things? Yeah, those are anti-personnel mines, Charlie. What? You know, landmines. I ordered them from a guy in the Middle East. He doesn't have any use for them anymore. Oh. <laughs> I got a good deal on them, too. Yeah, so what do we do with them? We take them out to the main trail that leads up here. Yeah. And while I go up on the forward edge of the plateau and keep a lookout for rhinos in the sky, you take them out of the box and plant one every three steps along the trail. You got it? Yeah, I got it. One yeah. every... Uh... How many steps, boss? Uh, well, one, two, uh, three, Charlie. Three, right, yeah. Three, right. <laughs> right, let me go, go over this. You take yeah. one step, yeah. two steps, on yeah. the third step, you stop, uh, take a hole, yeah. put the mine in the hole, cover it with dirt. Yeah. And you go one step, two steps, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you keep doing it till you got the whole trail mine from top to bottom. Got it. Got it? Got it. <laughs> no slip-ups, right? Right. <laughs> And when riders in the sky show up, it's bye-bye, cowboy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now grab that box. Let's get going. <laughs> okay. Moments later, Slocum is ensconced in a lookout position, and Charlie is busy planting landmines. Um, one, two, uh, uh-oh. Meanwhile, unaware, they're blindly galloping into the jaws of death. Riders in the sky, in germ warfare suits, as are their horses, plow through the rugged terrain of the Kimberley toward their rendezvous with destiny. How much farther is our rendezvous with destiny, Ranger Doug? I'm not sure if it's this episode or the next one, Slim, but the way Texas Vix is stringing those metaphors together, it must be soon. And also on a collision course with destiny, but from a different direction, a very different direction, comes High Constable Sheetrock and his ace in the pocket, Joey. No, the other Joey. Hold up, hold up. Look, these tracks look like they're heading towards that little plateau over there. Unless I'm mistaken, that's where the Sally B mine is and therefore the quarantine area. Joey? No, the other Joey. Look, mate. This looks like it could be pretty risky, and there's no need for both of us to risk our lives. So I think I should stay here, and you should go on ahead. Well, there you have it. Three incredibly diverse elements, a plucky kangaroo, four courageous cowboys, and two dastardly villains, not to mention a landmine-laden path of death. What will happen when their destinies collide? To find out, you simply must be here, same time, same station, next week for episode 12 of Trail of the Diamond Desperados, entitled... One, 
two. Uh, it's calculating by the numbers. Simple mathematical melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this theater of the mind. Now, here again are Riders in the Sky. Yes, sir. And indeed. Joey. No, uh, no, the other Joey. The Calpoca King. All right. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Texas Bix Bender. We have time for a classic of the West, so we're going to send this one out to Lyle Clavers of, of Green Bay, Wisconsin, who listens to Riders Radio Theater over WPNE. We're going to sing for you Wasteland. Wasteland. So long, Saddle Pals, till we meet again. 
The Cast and Guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Sleeves Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed, and performed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Dick Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burke. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director Gallivan George Zahn. Sound effects honcho Winchester Jim Springville. And our stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. This is the VXU Radio Network.